Welcome to the Destiny Leaders Podcast, where we are dedicated to developing the leader in you. Hello and welcome everyone to the Destiny Leaders Podcast today. It's Jared Moss here and I'm so glad that you've taken some time out of your week to join us in growing in your leadership on this show. A couple weeks ago, we released the first half of an awesome conversation interview between Dr. Phil Brassfield and Pastor Stephen Martin. Pastor Stephen is the lead pastor of Vintage Church in Harker Heights, Texas, and has a big passion for developing team members and staff members that can win in the local church. It's been an amazing conversation so far, and we've gotten so much great feedback. It's been one of our most popular and played podcast episodes to date, and we are thrilled to be able to release the second half of that conversation with you today. But first, we just want to remind you that Destiny Connect events are coming up in full swing, and we would love for you to be at one of those regional events. Log on to destinyleaders.com forward slash connect, find the region near you, register today. We can't wait to see you somewhere this spring. Now, enjoy the show. Uh, you're listening to the Destiny Leaders Podcast. We're having an amazing conversation with Pastor Stephen Martin of Vintage Church in Harker Heights, Texas. And uh, I, I know you've been blessed so far. Uh, we're going to try to get these notes together. They'll be in our show notes uh, on the destinyleaders.com page. And so uh, some of you are thinking, wow, it's going so fast. I'm, I'm not getting all this written down. We'll, we'll try to translate some of these notes over for you so that you can not only hear this conversation, but you can also check out some of the notes that will hopefully help you building uh, your, to build your team and to build a team that wins. Obviously, uh, Pastor Stephen, you're talking about the pyramid. So we've gotten through character. We've gotten through calling. Let's, let's go on to, to the next phases. Yeah. So what's neat is, so calling and character are very personal. They're very personal. That's how I coach personally to the, the, the uh, staff person's character. But then we also coach their calling to ministry. We, we, we go, are you actually called to ministry? Because some of the job that I have is to help people realize they're not. Because if you're struggling in character or calling, everything we're going to talk about forward, which is going to lead into job performance and attitude, is all linked into the bottom, meaning that if you had to draw a line right now across this pyramid, under the surface, this would be the cause of every, every problem you have over the surface. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so the next one, we're going to talk about competency, uh, which is all about job performance. And, and, and so competency always results in confidence. Um, what I realize is that I don't like to come to work feeling like I'm not good at my job. I don't think anyone does. I mean, how many people like you're just excited to get up and go to work in the morning in, in the in the morning and you just know you stink at your job? Yeah, right. They know. <laughs> like yeah. I, I think there's a healthy level of our team members who need to be subject matter experts. Like when I'm in my leadership team meeting, I'm not the smartest person in the room in how we do ministry. Competency always results in confidence. So character accountability, calling fruitfulness. So we measure character by a better planner. We're all playing the same game, um, the same way, all together. Uh, Different positions, same thing. Then calling is all about fruitfulness. We measure that by how we do that here. And I have a diagram for that. We'll put, I'll get those to to Dr. Brassfield and we'll get those in the show notes. 
but then competency produces confidence. So we do this thing called a one page job description. This is really important because if, if, if it's more than that, I'm just telling you, you might, you just, you got to shore up some stuff. Um, I, I remember when we first started, we'd have three or four pages. You know what I realized? They only were good at stuff halfway down the first page. Mm. And, and everything else was kind of like, this is stuff we wanted to hold them accountable for, but, but it, it's too much. And so, and I, and, and I had, I had leaders really help me with that because when you're getting started out, you want to chop off your, you want to chop, you want to cut your church up into, into areas that are kind of equal. That's never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I joke with our team. I, I joke with them all the time when they're struggling. I joke. I'm like, you realize I used to do everything you do. Just me. That's what's neat about planting a church. You can, you can plant oh. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's like, it's like, I used to be the sound guy. Yeah. Why is this sound guy griping? You know, I used to be, you know, my, my point is, is it's, 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 <laughs> it's hard for a planter or a high level leader with high, with, with just high responsibility, high capacity. This is where you got to really look at your team and go, okay, where's their win on our team? And where maybe am I going? This is so we do it this way. If we if somebody somebody holds something or they lead something, those are different in our environment. The hold is kind of like we haven't really found the staff person for that yet, and we're okay with it just kind of being managed, you yes. know, until we find the right person. So we might put a hold on somebody's one page job description, okay? But they have one to three things that they lead meaning that like we, we have measurables. And so um, a couple things. So competency produces confidence. Every single person was it, whether it's a, a we residence, which is what we call interns here, uh, whether it's part-time full-time or even serve team member, serve team leaders, they all have the exact same formatted one page job description. And it has all the details and, and it's how they're measured. It's how their competency is measured. So, and, and it yeah. should produce, you know, so we're going to need to get a copy of that and put it in the yeah. show notes. So, so people can, cause there are going to be a lot of folks asking oh, questions yeah. about that. You know, I, I even have one, I even have one and it says these, and I, I can't tell you how many times in a meeting I said, guys, like, I mean, where they come in and they look to the pastor and we love to talk, Dr. Brassfield, I've been talking most of the time. Um, we, pastors love to talk leaders, especially you plant something you love to talk but there've been times people have come in and asked me an issue, asked me about a situation that's clearly in their, their responsibility and they haven't even started brainstorming. And, and I've, I've picked up, we, we have staff binders. I've picked up my job description. I go, where on here does it say my job is to brainstorm fall fest 2019. That's yeah. not my job. Like, I love you. I love you. I'm with you, but that's, you're, you're asking this team to do something that quite frankly, you got it. It's on your, it's in your, I lead it. And so we've gotten like that sometimes, like you dare not show up to a meeting. We don't do brainstorm meetings. You do brainstorming on your own, get little small groups together. When you come into a meeting, like you're, you got an idea of what you want to do and you're looking for feedback, uh, feedback. And so, um, that's a big deal because how exhausting is it when you come in with a blank slate? I would encourage anybody with meetings, never meet regularly to brainstorm. That's just my opinion. Have them, you meet, but I mean like the structural things where you have right. a lot of different people from different areas are in the room. Um, honestly, if somebody's o- overseeing a project, they should be having conversations with different people before the meeting. What did we do last year? What are other churches doing? That's a Google search. That's a couple phone calls. Yes, absolutely. 
That's so good. Yeah. Then they circle back around. So anyways, that's I that. Think with the, uh, the thing about competence, I was thinking about the, the poet L- Elizabeth Arden that said, you owe it to all of us to get on with what you're good at. Mm. You know, I mean, oh, at the end of the day, yeah. you owe it to all of us. Yeah, Everybody on the team to get on with what you're good at, you know, and I that's think that's kind of what you're saying, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, and it, 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 you know, it's cool too, when you see, when you, when you require that now, granted it's built on a foundation. Remember I'm helping coach them in their life. I know their marriages. I know. I mean, I'm just saying, I know, I know the struggles they are having with their kids, health issues. I'm coaching them in their calling ministries. I mean, you got to be close to God. You got to, you got to, you know, have good relationships with other counterparts and other ministries to stay healthy. I'm coaching their calling. So by the time we get to competency, it's kind of like, you know, I, I just, you're good at that. Like you do it. You're good at it. Why, why are you asking all these people who that's not their primary? That's not their, their, their lead it. You know, that's your lead it. So you lead it and we'll give our feedback. You know, at this pyramid, and this is my take on it. So if this pyramid were an iceberg at the competency level, it's the first place that breaks the water. So character and calling are below the water. But but they're holding that thing up, and the first time we see that iceberg, we're looking at competence. So I mean, is that kind of a paraphrase of what what you how you would describe it? You know, it's like everything else is hidden, maybe or a little below the surface, but it's the foundation of everything. And the first place we experience it corporately in your life is at your competence level. Yep, and you you'll see this because, um, and we have behaviors for each of these. We have these behave. We have. Uh, winning and losing behaviors at every level where we can see where the, where the problem really is. And so here's the thing. We, it's messy underneath the sea. Yeah. I mean, when you go and, and here's what a lot of people will do, they'll keep it. And this is why this is, I think this is my opinion. This is just opinion. I think why a lot of people might feel used uh, in a, in a church environment or in any environment for that matter, where they might feel undervalued is when you just deal with them above the surface mm-hmm. and, and, and I'll be, and I'll, and there's times it's funny. Cause there's times I'll, I'll talk, be talking with my associate pastor and we'll see a comp, a competence problem or a culture problem, which we'll talk about next. And, and we'll want to immediately go, well, you know, they're a good, you know, we want to immediately just not pay attention to the other stuff. And it almost always goes back to the other stuff. There's a, uh, there's an offense that hasn't been dealt with. Yeah. There's yeah. a situation in there with the family <laughs> that, that they're not communicating. There's a, you know, it's always something else and, and a provided character and calling are in check, really competency and culture are pretty, are, are pretty good. But yeah, you, this is where you see it. This is where you start to, so I always tell our staff, um, I, people always, they always say things like, I know your heart. And I always joke with them. I'm like, yeah, the apostle Paul knew his, it was dark and evil. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Full of wickedness. Like I know, I, I, I always tell him, I said, I'm not God. To know your, to, for me to know your heart is to judge you. I, I, I don't, that in, a, in an inappropriate way. I don't know your heart, but I do know what I see. So we always say competence and competence and culture, that's just what we see. And so we go, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say you might want to deal with character or calling, but we're seeing it here. There might be a problem down here. Man, how powerful. That's all great stuff. So you want to take us into culture for a minute and how these things relate? Culture is the easiest because culture is really the, it's the product. 
when you walk into a church, when you walk into a staff and you think to yourself, I want to be on that team, or you think there's no way I'd ever work for that person or that church, what you're really asserting is you feel the culture. You feel the culture. It's, it's, it's really the out, it's really the result of the bottom three. Um, and, and, um, and so we, we define culture as having the right attitude. Attitude is all, that's what culture is all about. It's this can do attitude. You, you want to be there. You're proactive in solving problems. Culture is just, so it's abstract. So culture produces the right attitude. And so what we measure culture, we have a, a, a thing that we post all over our building, serve team and everything. We make no distinction between staff other than business hours, <laughs> uh, between staff and serve team leaders and members, because uh, many of them are our future staff. And so we don't want to have to teach them something new. We want them to come seamlessly onto a, onto a team, right. uh, onto our staff team. And so we have this posted everywhere where it's called our servant leadership culture. And it says four things that are no, not, not totally complete, but it, it gives an idea of who we are. Uh, things like, I think it says, I will work hard and smart. And then it has a whole paragraph. Um, I will solve problems. I will communicate. Um, I won't just, I won't just say, I'm sorry. I'll actually fix it. Wow. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one is adults don't need to make excuses. Like you don't, we don't need, that's okay. We're, you're good. We're not we're judgment free zone here. Just, just, just deal with it. Yeah. And so that's, and that, and that really is all about the attitude. It's, it's like, it's like, it's all about the attitude. And so it's funny because we'll even see our serve team members, you know, with somebody, something happened, Hey, come over here and I'll have them walk somebody over to one of these little, and I'll, I'll give this to you. It's in our, in our as info too. And they, they'll actually hold people accountable to the culture. It's, it's crazy. I, I don't have to have a pastoral meeting. I don't have to counsel. Our serve team members are holding themselves accountable, not to me. So they don't flinch every time I walk in the room. Oh, the leader's here. And if they do this, they're holding themselves accountable to the culture. It's yeah. like, no, that's just who we are. It's not about that's Pastor Steven's vision. And I do have vision, let me tell you. Okay, but it's not, I'm not holding them accountable to me. I'm holding them accountable to the culture. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's pretty powerful. So, you know, culture, yeah. I was thinking about culture and it, it really becomes the gravitas or the gravity you know, okay, so let's just think about gravity for a minute. We can't see it. It's intangible, but yet it is present in every move from the moment we get up from a chair to the moment we, we pitch a ball across the room to it, gravity affects. I mean, it is one of the fundamentals, you know, so Newton and his whole con that was the brilliance of Newton was that, you know, that the concept of gravity, but yet it's, it's involved in every movement we make mm -hmm. and culture. Once you achieve that in a church becomes that, like gravity. Mm -hmm. It's in every conversation. It's in every, it's, you can't see it, but you feel it. You know, it's like when I, when I get up after, you know, after having been seated for a while at my age, I feel gravity. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to ask me if I think it's real or not. I feel it, you know, and I used to fight demons and spiritual strong men. I'm just fighting gravity now, you know, <laughs> but, but it's so real, even though it's intangible. And I think culture in a church, once you achieve that level, of, of having created a really, a really effective culture, it becomes the gravity of, of what's going on in the ministry. Yeah. A, a big saying we have at our church, when somebody is, you know, dealing with a difficult person or dealing with a, a, a problem is we always like to say, and this goes back to culture, you attract who you are, not what you want. You, yeah. and it, and you see what's neat is, is we're talking culture, but we're really coming back to character. Character. Yeah. So, so we're always coaching 
um, we're always coaching ourselves. <laughs> like, I think sometimes we get in this mode where we coach, you know, our team, we coach everyone else and the coach becomes the, you stop coaching yourself, but really it's like, I, I, when I'm frustrated with my leadership team because they're not owning something, I'll tell you, I go back and I go, ah, you know what? I'm doing exactly what I, what I taught them not to do. And I'm frustrated. Yes. Because of performance, maybe I want them to do something, but if it's repetitive, it almost always comes back to they're exactly where I let them. Yeah. And, and, and that's hard. I, I think that goes, it's, it's, it's interesting because you almost could go for full circle um, with, with kind of the whole conversation. We, we just recently did a staff meeting and I'll stop talking. I promise. Um, You've done great. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm passionate. You, you, you literally hit my greatest hits. So after this, I have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> you don't ever want me on another podcast. I, I'll just, you know, you know, anyways. Um, but I was just talking to our staff and I started talking about like, how do you win and how do you lose here? We had that, that difficult transition with the staff person. And I said, I said, I just want to make it real tangible. Like, you know, how do you win? How do you lose? And down the right side of the triangle, I gave winning behaviors in every category down the left side. I gave losing behaviors, you know, like character, a winning behavior was I'm around healthy people, right. I'm around healthy people. Yeah. The losing behavior is I'm isolated or I'm around the wrong people. We always, that's always a character problem mm-hmm. on fruitfulness. We, we, we said, uh, I'm always taking someone with me. I'm all, I always have someone with me. The other one is I'm siloed and, and, you know, I, I you know, I have to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, on competency, um, I solicit constant feedback. Like you should solicit feedback. So if your boss has to tell you about it, you're too late. You should be on it. Like the people who do best on our team, they're like knocking down the doors to get feedback. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the other side, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. Do it my way. Um, on culture, uh, I have a can-do attitude. You know, on on kind of the negative, it's like I, I'm tired. I'm always tired, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I think there's so many different ways to explain it. I mean, uh, we've, we, we explain it differently. Every staff leadership conference, like, you know, one conference we did, I handed everybody an ax and I said, Hey, it's like, you know, the handles you're calling God's ability to wield you. You got to actually be called the head is the whole top, you know, it's the weight of your life. It's your character. You know, uh, I said, the bit is your, is your, you know, how much you can do. It's your, the bits that wide, wide right. part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then your cutting edge is culture. It's like, how hard is it? It shouldn't, it's not hard with the right culture, with the right culture, man, everyone will go with you. Yeah. So anyways, got a sharp edge. Honestly, what a great, uh, great analogy. And, uh, you know, I, I know we're out of time. Honestly, we've we've had perhaps one of the most productive conversations oh, that we've ever had. Great, great content. The only thing I have. So, yeah. well, it's good. Up. Honestly, that's it. If that's the only thing I had, that's all I'd ever do. And so that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's been a great conversation. And, uh, and I know the people have been blessed. There are going to be tons of folks going and downloading those show notes. Uh, let's, let's kind of begin to turn down the home stretch and, and land the plane though. And, and just kind of wrap up. I, there's something that, uh, that you guys do that I know is of interest because some of the folks that are listening are planning church planning, either intending to do so or in the middle of it. And I know that you have a church resource, uh, site and, uh, why don't you take a second? And I mean, cause some of the people listening is like, wow, I need to have a conversation with him. Or is there a way we can connect? Are there materials that are available? What, 
let, let, and there may not be. So it's okay if, if there's not. But if there's a way for the people to interface with materials, I know the planners here and the books there. So it's a curriculum, and then you have some other curriculum. Let's let the people know uh, how they could interface with you uh, if they wanted to to have a little a little bigger taste of what they've just heard today. Yeah, you know, um, honestly, there's some things that um, I heard. I heard this from Pastor Willie years ago. He said. Stephen, I actually called me Doc. He said, Doc, I don't know where that's from, but another generation. He says, well, Doc, you know, um, you got to understand something about life and how to manage your you know, life. He says, sometimes there's up arrows and sometimes there's down arrows. He said, you need more up than you need down. That's what he said. I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> Powerful. Uh, and so this is a big up arrow for me. So honestly, I make as much time as I possibly have. Um, and we've really integrated our whole staff to be able to, you know, what I learned is when I have them take calls, when I have them answer questions, or when I make them teach something that they do, they get better when they're teaching someone, they learn something from the people who are asking questions about how they yeah. can be better. Yeah. yeah. So our whole church is actually, uh, uh, kind of built around that. And so I would encourage you, um, you can go to vintagechurch.cc. Uh, I think it might be hit the staff page. You'll see all of our staff, um, you know, hit one of them up. All their emails are there. They're, they love pouring into leaders. Me personally, um, I, I, I love it. I mean, I have time. I'll make as much time as possible. Um, you know, for those who want to download the show notes and, and go a little deeper, I'll have, uh, I'll have uh, Dr. Brassfield just put my, my personal email and you can get directly to me and uh, let me know what you might be struggling with. And I'd love to, I'd love to help. Or I'm really good at directing too. And we have a lot of resources that we've packaged that we can just give to you. Uh, we do have a resource called uh, onechurchresource.com. And it's a, uh, it's, it's essentially a lot of our creative stuff's on there, but we have some, some stuff for church planners to be really, really good for you. Um, but you can get on there and, uh, and download stuff too. Um, but we love resourcing people. So my whole thing is I'm not, I, I tell our people all the time, um, I, it's funny as the church gets bigger and you build big people, nobody asks you for anything anymore. And it's like, I'm walking around like on a Sunday morning and nobody wants to talk to me. They want to talk to all the people running stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but, uh, it's funny. It's, it's great, but you know, it gives me some extra time to be able to, to help and to sew into guys. And, uh, I, I think, I think one of the greatest things you could ever do is serve the body of Christ, whether you're a children's pastor, a volunteer listening to this, a serve team member, a leader, maybe you're bivocational in ministry, running something, or you're planting a church. I, I, you know, I often think this, we talk a lot about church planning, but man, I'm so glad for the people around my table that are called to build a church with me Amen. and not plant a church, you know? And so um, it's, I think it's the highest calling ever. So anything I can do to help Dr. Brassfield, uh, you just let me know. I, I haven't met a Destiny Connect pastor I haven't liked yet. I love, I mean, I've just, I'm literally, y'all have given me life. I'll be honest. It's really been encouraging being around uh, you folks. So, well, you know, and the truth, the cool thing, I mean, I, we feel the same way, Stephen. And, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is plus, you know, from a, from a, a director standpoint, when you see someone with such gifts and you know that they could be such a help to the people you love that, you know, it's hard not to be a recruiter. I mean, I, <laughs> part of me is a recruiter, you know, and so we know that there's going to be a lot of things you're going to say to us and say to our, our friends that are going to be transformational in their life. And so I rejoice in that and appreciate your willingness to share and your willingness to, to be so kingdom minded. And we just pray God's blessing over your family and all that you do there. And man, you're such a young guy. There's so many things God's going to do with and through you in the days ahead and any way that we can, uh, be a help or a support 
to, to you and to that process. That's what we want to do. Um, today, you've been listening to the Destiny Leaders podcast, and you know we're absolutely committed to developing the leader in you. You've been blessed by the ministry and the great wisdom of Stephen Martin, who pastors Vintage Church in uh, Harker Heights, uh, Texas. And uh, man, it's been a blessing. Thank you so much, Pastor Stephen. And I look forward to seeing you on another episode coming up. I know we'll have you back. Thank you. I'll have to get some new material. You took all of it. So (laughs) (laughs) it's all right. Well, listen, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you at the next time we do this, uh, the next episode. Uh, If you have any questions about, uh, about this episode, you can go to destinyleaders.com and go to the podcast tab and find the show notes and uh, hear the recording of this conversation. And uh, as you know, we are absolutely committed every day to serving you. If you need us, uh, you let us know. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Destiny Leaders Podcast. If this episode has inspired you in any way, we'd love for you to take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like a copy of today's show notes, visit destinyleaders.com forward slash show notes. Join us next time as we continue to develop the leader in you.